0: You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.
1: Hi, everybody. Good to be back here. I'm so happy that you're listening to Warwick Radio. We have a fabulous, fabulous guest here for you to enjoy and to learn a little bit what's going on about the city of Warwick in regard to uh, the legislature. Before I introduce our guest, let me just start with this. Many people know from way back in the day that I was Gloria Kennedy Fleck. I was elected to the state senate way back in the bicentennial, 1976, wow. Anyway, I had the opportunity, which I had loved to, to serve you, but I went door to door, right? Knocked down the doors, met so many wonderful people. People signed up for my campaign. You get elected, and then you get, oh, I heard you were a bad girl. I heard you did this. You did that to get elected. I mean, there was so much sexism. Now I'm going to turn to our guest. And I have been waiting for this woman to run for office for so long because Warwick has a history of electing fabulous women. Back in my day, we had Maureen Magret, who was in the House, She got elected in 1974, first woman to have a baby in the legislature, right? We had um, Marion Donnelly, the late Lorraine Kane, um, uh, so many fabulous women. We ran in the 70s into the 80s, and we were opening that door. We kicked that state house door down, and we said, come on, ladies, run, and kind of waited a while. But now... We have here today, and I'm sorry I just took so long, but I'm so excited about this. We have Senator Kendra Anderson, and I'm wondering if you faced any of the trials and tribulations as a female running for
0: office, serving as a senator, as some of us did. Well, uh, first of all, Gloria, thank you for calling me, and thank you for calling me a year and a half ago, just to introduce yourself, and I'm and so to, proud oh, that you were running. It was so hearing your stories then helped me so much in in my race itself. Just to give me the inspiration and the confidence to do what I was doing. But all those people that you just mentioned, what company? I mean, oh, yeah. wow! I'm going to gonna get stand them on their shoulders.
1: I'm going to get them. I'm hope uh, I know uh, Maureen. Is still around. Marion, I believe, is in Narragansett. I think Maureen's still in Warwick. I've met with Maureen.
0: She's uh, in my uh, district.
1: Yeah. She, yeah. She. Oh, sure. Because yeah. you. Got, yes. That's I I forget how the districts are now three, and we have Jeannie Calkin, which we're going to get her here. Yep. And we have M- Mike McCaffrey. I know the whole McCaffrey family, and his his father, the late mayor, great guy, etc. But more about you. Did you choose politics or did politics choose you?
0: Well, politics chose me. I was mainly through the years. I mean, I've I've faced a lot of what you're talking about, but in other um, areas. So I've been mainly an activist, an advocate, teacher, worked in um, human services. And so this wasn't a natural fit for me, but I was encouraged because of my um, activist work to... And the, the whole theory of everyday people running for office, because we know what everyday people need. Um, so I was encouraged to run and thought it was a ridiculous idea. No, not me. I, I like my activism. I've, I've been, I was the president of Climate Action Rhode Island. We were working on meaningful environmental legislation and change. So I thought this wasn't for me. But after talking to several people, I realized, wow, I think this is something I want to do. And challenged a very (laughs) powerful senator um, just because I wanted to talk about meaningful environmental change. And I felt like the conversation had just died in Rhode Island. Um, I had been at the state house advocating, working on legislation with legislators, and it just wasn't moving. Mm -hmm. So what better way um, to be visible than to challenge a very powerful person, a very powerful woman and who I respect very highly. Now, here's something I did not know. You decided to
1: run before she was offered the Supreme Court seat. I did? Good for you. (laughs) Good for you.
0: I mean, it... I did not expect to win that race. I did not ex- did not know how long that would go, but it did focus um, attention on the thing that was really important to me, and that was climate change. So, but then we progressed, gotten to the pandemic, and she went on to a judgeship. So yes, she it did. became an open seat. You had
1: some powerful
0: competition though, and I did. Now-
1: you know, again, I, I only have my own experiences. Money. Right now, I could never. And people have asked, why don't you run again? And, well, if the good Lord wants me to, I'll win the Powerball jackpot. You need so much money. I, and I was impressed that you were able to, See, I don't think I ever did a mailer. I couldn't afford to do that back in the day. We had, we did flyer drops, you know, volunteers. Was it that difficult to raise
0: money? Because I know I know you're now a, a wealthy person, no, right? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I, it, it was daunting. When I looked at it, when I first was exploring this in September of 2019, or I did declare then, um I, it was i thought i'll never raise the money that needs to be raised but i just it it just comes to you after a while you you get creative and you think of these networks to talk to and um it happened i i was surprised by the amount i raised and pleased and was able to send some mailers and do the kind of, and actually hire um a local from the Norwood neighborhood to be my campaign manager. Wow, that's fantastic. Now,
1: I can't imagine, again, running for, you see, I always suggest to people that, look, if you want to run for office, you can still do it, knocking on doors. But then COVID, how in God's name did you get your message out? I mean, flyers, mailers are great, but that Knock on the door in
0: that face-to-face when they get to see the real you, you know? Well, once things started to loosen up a tiny bit in June of 2020, and my formal um, you know, declaration happened, we very carefully, with protocols in place, canvassed a lot. We we went to every neighborhood. We um, just were talking to people at the doors constantly. Good. I happened to get a lot of volunteers, as you were talking about, volunteers that just wanted to be part of this election, and they were at the doors. I learned so much, and I was out there every single day. But what we did was we had our sanitizer, we were always masked Mm. up, we would ring a doorbell, step back, so people felt comfortable. And if they answered the door, we had great conversations. That's fabulous. Because t- again,
1: for for people who think, well, I want to change things, but I can't, you know, I don't have the resources. for if, if an incumbent gets out, that's the best time to uh, knock on that door and yeah. tell them what you're yeah. all about. Now, a, a very different experience for you than I because you haven't even physically sat in the Senate chamber yet. No. At, oh.
0: What was that like? Well, I have to say um, there's, there was a certain amount of disappointment, but also mm. not even knowing what I was missing. Um, sure. We were at Rhode Island College. We were spaced out in the, the auditoriums, um, and we were always masked. And it it was a weird way to get to know people within the Senate and to have to do some very important work. I mean, and not to be able to uh, work on the relationships that you usually can do when you have a more free atmosphere, like in the State House. So, uh, And then to miss some of the sort of pomp and circumstance and the Mm -hmm. beautiful uh, chambers. I mean, there's so much that we did miss out on in the first um, session. You'll run for re-election and you'll get that
1: then. Now, I'm going to assume that you put in your legislate. um, What was your first priority? Did you get anything? Did you get half a loaf? Did you get anything through? Well, or?
0: I put a lot, uh, not a lot of bills, actually, not that many in comparison to many legislators. Mm. But um, environmental uh, legislation has been important to me, but there were several people within the Senate already that had the Act on Climate Um, 100% renewable energy bills, those were already put forward. So I concentrated on electric vehicles, in fact, because there wasn't much knowledge within the Senate about the transition to electric vehicles. So I did have one bill pass on the floor, which was um, charging infrastructure, the development of charging infrastructure um, for new construction. And that would require people to put the wiring in to make something EV charging ready Good. during construction. But it didn't pass in the House. So <laughs> what happened instead was a larger bill, which I had been um, had requested sponsorship for a charging an EV charging infrastructure plan, a comprehensive plan in Rhode Island. Uh, another senator, got to um, sponsor that. Well you can always co sponsor. Yeah. But, you know, well I did. Good. I did. Good. And that did pass and that's in the works right now. Which Great. is wonderful. But I think I mean I had several other other bills that touched on other areas. Um, income inequality. Um Trying to think now, even one that would help with litter picking up. Fabulous, I mean, just things like that. Let me ask you about your committees. What committees are you on? I'm on the housing and municipal government and commerce. And I thought at first. Yes, I can learn something from every committee, but I didn't realize how much legislation Mm. that would come through that actually I'm interested in, in both commerce and housing. In fact, my bill, the EV charging infrastructure bill, went through the housing committee. So it was like, oh, great. This Mm. is wonderful. I I really learned a lot. Um, And there was good leadership that helped me understand how the bills were going to go through. So I was really thankful for that. For the some of the help I got within
1: the committees. Well, I know your Senate President very well. Um, <laughs> it's like I know the sp- the Speaker of the House, because he was a page. He was 16. Dominic Ruggiero, We were friends. Then he got elected. Um, known him from when I went to his wedding. Uh, knew his dad and this, that, and the other. But it's hard when you're looking to pass something even though you have a relationship with someone and they disagree. That's a really hard thing to do. Have you run into that?
0: Well, there. I, I think my position in the Senate right now is I'm still in the process of learning. I'm still in the process of making relationships or creating and working on those relationships. Again, as I said, uh, doing that in the first session during a pandemic when you don't have the usual um... opportunities in place it's it's created a challenge so i think right now that's happening i'm starting to to have more meetings with people and talk about um, legislation that we want to pass together i want to work on the rhode island works program for people who are sole parenting their children and um... opportunities for them for employment and Just all schooling, all kinds of things. So it's happening.
1: You know, people think that the Warwick City Council might be the be all end all, but it's actually, it's you in the Senate and the House. You're the ones that really
0: fund us. We do. I mean, I have worked, I've gotten involved at the city level. You know, I have to be careful. I'm state, I don't want to step on toes, but there are certain. projects that have happened one of them being the solar ordinance yes. now that's being worked on i have you know taken a supportive role because the residents of of warwick have done an amazing job in crafting that or helping um the city planner tom um Kravitz in crafting that. The city council was amazing and the mayor was amazing. We had actually an incredible example of how democracy can work. And I have to give kudos to the residents who who did the work on that, that solar ordinance. But I've been supporting them just in um, cheering them on and um, going to meetings. So yeah. when,
1: that's what, my role. Uh, and another thing, what I meant by that is like they'll pass resolutions, but it's also something that the state has yes. to approve of. Yes. I think a lot of people probably don't realize that, the interconnection and in how much
0: each is responsible and uh, to each other. It's so true. And also knowing, uh, this is something I'm learning too, what is my role? how where am i going to be the most effective that's where i need to go not spin my wheels on things that are probably too local those are i turn over to the the city councilor or whoever but at the same time stay very responsive to my constituents and residents who are actually needing these things. Exactly, yeah. And I'm a very community-minded. I mean, that's my style mm. of, of, let's say, governing. But get in the community.
1: I, I have to bring up the fact that up until the recent Senate election, special election, it was 50-50. 50-50 women, 50-50 males. I never thought I'd live to see that one, boy. We I don't loved think, it. I don't think I'm going to live long enough to see a female president, but it just blew. I am so happy about that because, you know, again, we bring a perspective of being the care, well, especially the caregivers be, between your kids and then your parents. You know, we have to address all of these issues. We're the ones that see the price increases, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So uh, that's why I was delighted, because we need we need everybody at the table. And that's what I believe the Democratic
0: Party is all about. Absolutely. And what an exciting time I, to be in the Senate when it did go 50-50.
1: Well, Kendra, our senator, I should say, because, you know, uh, <laughs> I find that even to this day, women do not get the respect that they should. Um, it was actually John Howard, Speaker of the House, who showed me his card after he was not in office, and it said, Speaker of the House Emeritus, Rhode Island. And I go, I like it, Gloria Kennedy Fleck, Deputy Majority Leader Emeritus. Because if women
0: don't blow their own horn, no one's going to do it for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have the confidence. That's what I say. Let's have the confidence to hear our voices. Exactly. And on that lovely note, we're going to have to end this, but we're going to
1: have you back and we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, what's happening in the legislature. You can give us an update. How's that sound? Sounds great. righty. Well, listen, um, this has been, for me, you can tell I'm really enjoying this. She's a fabulous Senator, a strong woman. We need more women, minorities to get in the fight, get your voices heard, get your complaints filed into legislation, get it done. So until the next time we meet and speak, Gloria Kennedy here, wishing you uh, be safe, be healthy, so you can join us the next time.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.